Bold and Blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. The podcast to get tools for a powerful mind you can use immediately every day. Get tips, tricks, skills and inspiration to create what you desire and achieve a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Cathy Tate and Daisy Pub. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution, the podcast that gives you tools for a powerful mind. I'm your host, Kathy Tate from Australia. With me, as always, your host from America, Daisy Papp. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Kathy. Good to see you down there, Australia, and me over here. I'm very glad that we're choosing to find the time to create another episode. I am too, Daisy, and I like your choice of words there. That is actually something that I think is a super important point and not on topic really, but (laughs) we can always choose to make time for the things that are important to us. Mm. So the old excuse, I don't have time, I think is just a complete load of rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are today. We are making time to bring you another episode that we feel is super important because we are all about embracing humanity and inspiring each other to be our best versions. And on that note, a really important part of that is our values. And so that is what I'd like to talk about today. Mm, Values. Okay. Would you like to speak about values in general or your values or what I value or what value is given to something external? What's the specifics about it? I would like to talk about how people can self-assess and understand what their values are, because I think that this is an important internal tool as we build better societies and better communities and become better to each other, because in my opinion, that is the future for us. We come out of this and grow stronger together by having strong values within ourselves. And not everybody has got that sorted yet. There was a point in my life where no one had taught me about what values really meant. And I'd by default discovered a couple of them through some life situations, but I'd never really sat down and thought about it in this way until I did some personal development. And then I discovered really how important having that set of values is and knowing that you have that set of values and then behaving in a way that is congruent with those values. So if I understand correctly, just to be clear, we're not talking about monetary and material worth. Do we ever talk about that, Daisy? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make it clear. (laughs) Yes, our values. So things that we cherish, things that we value. Now, it is interesting when I work with clients and especially those who are single and they're interested in getting into the dating scene again, or they want to find a life partner, they want to get married I asked them a general question. So what would you like your future partner to be like? 
And then they give me all the specifics, this tall, eye color, hair color, hair or no hair, job description, geographics, zip code, age, and so forth. Maybe even the weight, body dimensions. And I say, okay, that's wonderful. But is that something that you will really value then? Or what else are you looking for in a partner to find? Well, they should be generous. They should be kind, polite. They should be educated, well-spoken. They should be soft-hearted, compassionate, helpful, courageous, curious. Hmm? So now we're starting to talk. Aha. So it's no longer about the outside shell, but what are the values you cannot pay for? But nevertheless, they're very valuable that then I can value. Now, most humans can find what they value in others easier than what they value within themselves. That comes most likely from our upbringing, because oftentimes we were raised by parents that did not want us to get ahead of ourselves that, oh, so now you value yourself too much. And then maybe we become cocky. Is that right? Yes, that's interesting because when I first started the Bald Warrior movement, I looked up self-love in the dictionary and all of the definitions and associated definitions were all very negative, <laughs> as in it was an ego trip yeah. and not genuine self-love. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. interesting how it's framed to us. Yes. And I wonder who frames it this way or who is writing the books. And I wonder what's their value system. Now, when I see that, okay, I value, for example, Kathy, I value within you, your curiosity. I value your timeliness. I value your precision. I love how you choose topics. I value within you that you're very kind and very friendly, very reliable, dependable. And I can go on with this list. Oh, mm. please go on. <laughs> Feels good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So when I value all these within you, now I wonder when I reflect back on me, on myself, I like that Kathy is dependable and reliable. Am I dependable and reliable? And I like that Kathy is very compassionate. Am I compassionate? Now, when I know that I have something that I really value in someone else, I cherish that. I like that. I find that admirable. But then I don't have that within me. Then maybe it's a good call to start cultivating that. How often did it happen? I include myself that we put someone on a pedestal because, oh, they are so this and they are so that and they are so extremely this and something else. And then I put them up on this pedestal and I value that so extremely. Now, my question is when I self-reflect, which is a good exercise. Ah, so not to compare, by the way, this is not a comparison game. Oh, they are so much better than I am. No, it is about, okay, so how can I cultivate within me the growth of that particular value, so I can just be like them in that particular aspect. I need to ask something here. Please. Is it the thought that we do feel that they are maybe better than us is the reason we put them on a pedestal? Oftentimes, that is, I think, the reason, partially. It is also depending on their status. Oh, because you know, I know this ABC. Oh, you don't know GGBB. I'm just making this up, but I know them. And so I 
may feel better because I know them. So that's also why I then give them importance based on specifics. But now the question is, and that is what I really like to bring awareness to, values. What values do these humans have that I find so astonishingly attractive or great or valuable? Because now Mm. when somebody has a specific car, that doesn't really show me their value system. You don't know how they got the car, remember. You don't know that they paid cash for it. You don't know that it's got a dirty big loan sitting behind it or a lease or that it might be actually their friends, not theirs. You don't know anything about what happened to get that car. All you see is that person has that car and you immediately think, oh, they've got this nice car. And that is a completely false premise if you don't actually know what's behind how they got the car. And it shows that having a car is not meaningful whatsoever. I would rather have a person who is respectful than someone who had any car. (laughs) I'm with you. Although I very much enjoy having a car because it's very convenient. (laughs) (laughs) So to make it clear, nevertheless, when we start looking at the behaviors and the human values, the characteristics, character traits and values, and then distinguish how valuable do we consider this human to be to us? And that is very subjective. Because for example, if somebody is an athlete, they most likely find somebody as a sports enthusiast more attractive than somebody who is rather into meditation and maybe Tai Chi, the slow motions, or maybe somebody who just likes to read and ponder. So we have the right to choose, of course, what is to our liking. But when we don't know what the values are that we really cherish, that we value, then it's easier to get blinded by, for example, that car or by that specific look or by that specific dress code or that specific activity or hobby what someone has or the way of speech or their job title or their status or their zip code. Yes, I think being attracted to those external things is definitely conditioning in our society. And I think that a lot of us fall into that trap because that's the way we've been mentally trained. But I like what you said before, if you're drawn to somebody or attracted to somebody because of their qualities have a look at that quality. Why is it attractive to me? Do I have that within myself? If I don't, do I want to develop it within myself? But I think that these are really good signposts as to what resonates with us and what fits with us. And whether we realize it yet or not, it could be that we want to be more like that person because we really like that trait they have when you bring that inwards and go, why do I feel that way? And ask yourself that. I think it can reveal a lot about yourself and your own inner world. And in fact, we have a download on our website that will help you do this exercise if you have not done it before. If you go to boldandblonde.live and in the search box in the top right-hand corner, type values, You'll be taken to a free download where it will help you look at these things and do this exercise for yourself. 
It's a self-assessment tool that Daisy's created to help you find out more about yourself, your values and your character traits. So that's there for everybody to use. Mm. Yes. So now when I'm depending on you valuing me, then does it not also show that I don't value my values? Because now here comes the turnaround. When I start valuing my own values, then I can become more independent of you valuing my values and or cherishing or applauding those values. Because then I can be fulfilled. Hmm? I notice within me my values. Is it nice to hear it back from you? Yeah. But that will be the icing on the cake. Yes, I think what, if I'm right, what I think you're trying to say is that we would need less external validation because we're getting it internally mm. from knowing ourselves. Mm. Now, when I know it about myself, within myself, that is then when I can cultivate self-esteem. I agree that having strong inner values cultivates self-esteem and self-worth. And I think that it's a really great starting place for us to build ourselves back up. There's hardly going to be anybody in a society that has not had some conditioning from that society. That's what societies are. They're a set of social norms and we grew up within a culture and those cultures have rules. And unless you grow up completely on your own in the middle of nowhere with no influence whatsoever, chances are there's been some sort of conditioning whether it's positive or negative is another story completely. But there is some, I think we can agree that there is some. And I think that part of breaking out and being independent and being a critical thinker is to know yourself first. And I know that this was important for me to build up my own self-esteem after a lot of circumstances in my life kind of dragged me down. And as a result, I felt quite worthless at times. It was the act of learning about these values and the act of realizing what was super important to me as a human being and that I had the integrity to live by those values that made me feel good about myself again. And made me realize that if I have those values, it doesn't really matter so much what anybody else thinks of me because I know for myself that I'm genuine, I have integrity, I will live by what I believe in. And I think that this exercise is something that everybody should go through for themselves because I think that we all need to know what is important to us and how we're going to integrate that in the way we behave because that's a true reflection of who we are. It's not just what you say, it's what you do that matters. Yes, I think it's also worthwhile to go a little bit back. Let's go back a little bit in our own evolution, not evolution of humankind, but in our own evolution. When we were little babies, we were so cherished when we discovered our little knuckles and our little fingers. And we were so happy and fulfilled with ourselves. And no matter what others thought of us, we were just so happy. And wow, I have toes and I was able to reach my toes and I was even able to suck on them. You know, many in my age would be happy to be capable of doing so still when they are flexible enough. And I find it so beautiful to see that 
children, you most likely see it now with your little baby grandchild, that he's also discovering himself. He's discovering the outside world, but also himself. He's valuing his little finger. Now, let's say another child, when they then start going to preschool and kindergarten and then school, maybe they say, oh, you have ugly fingers. You see what happens here is a huge difference when the child first, I'm so happy with myself and oh, my little fingers, oh, they actually taste good and it's so entertaining. And a few years later, I'm almost cursed because someone thinks I have ugly fingers. So all that joy is then gone. Now, I think it is important that we rediscover these joys, not of the knuckles and not of the little toes. I'm not talking about that, but those little things that bring us joy. So when we start cherishing ourselves again, well, sometimes people come to me from really very harsh backgrounds and desperate life situations, and they don't notice that they have any value. They feel worthless. They're told they're worthless. They behave as someone being worthless. They think that everyone else can do it but them. They're totally disconnected from any of their values that they do have. And I think it is so important to take that flashlight and search for it. Search and find. Let's start finding your values. Oh, good. Okay, teenager comes to me. Oh, yeah, I'm just a misery at math. I will never get able to pass my exam because math is just not my thing. And I hate mathematics. And they're just really frustrated. Okay, what else is there that you do like? Yeah, well, I don't like math. I don't like... So they're so fixated. And they're thinking on math, what they dislike. They have received so much feedback that you're not good at it. You're a failure. You can't do that. You will never make it. That they forgot about all the other things. Now, once they rediscover, well, actually, I'm very good at drawing or I'm a good listener. I'm very helpful as a friend. I'm reliable as a friend. I'm a good grandchild. I help grandmother once a week to go grocery shopping and store everything in her pantry and the fridge. Now, someone wants to tell me that these have no values. Who is it actually who says what's valuable and what's not besides society? We do. Yeah. So now when I start cultivating, okay, what do I value? I value somebody who can speak so nicely, who is really articulate. Now, if I value that, maybe I start reading books and expand my vocabulary. When I value that somebody has lots of patience or is a good listener, then maybe I'm going to focus and put myself in situations where I can train myself to be a good listener. Hmm? So I go and gift my time to someone who's lonely and just would like to talk to me, not with me, but to me. <laughs> hmm? So when I then understand within myself, oh, I am a good listener and I can then start cherishing that value within me, then I no longer feel the need and necessity to compare myself. Yeah, well, I'm just a good listener. I'm only a good grandchild. Because not all of us have the same talents. Not all of us have the same strengths. What I do believe, though, is important that we go to a common denominator, a basic value system, not monetary, so simple, like I respect you. And I'm kindly asking you to respect me. I show you my empathy. I wonder if you have empathy for me. I will behave with you so your dignity is not going to be jeopardized and neither will mine. What I say, I mean, and what I mean, I say. 
And I wonder if you're just as genuine. And when I say I will be there, I will be there. And if I can't, I will let you know ahead of time. Now, the question is, when we as humans can come to not a platform, but to an agreement, these are the basics. I'm not going to shout at you and I'm not going to yell at you. Therefore, so this is a non-yelling zone. This is a non-cussing zone. This is a non-name-calling zone. This is a non, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late zone. When we come and make standards that are so simple, that actually are easy to do, easy to apply, and easy to achieve, and we meet there, when then humans can feel free again, yeah, I like writing lyrics, or I like playing the guitar. I like climbing trees. I like drilling the coconuts. I like swimming. I like water skiing. I like hiking. Whatever those are that people may be fond of, it is so much easier than to be okay that I like something else than you do when we have a basic, a plateau, a platform or something that is common. I'm not saying moral because then people tend to think, oh, now we're talking religion, which I'm not but some basics. Okay, what can we agree upon? And then discover our curiosity and then allow this curiosity to expand and to live. And then we can start discovering values in one another. But most of all, I will rediscover things within myself that I didn't dare to discover or to even think about because it was maybe not proper or it was not appreciated and so forth. Does that make sense at all? Yes, I think you're right. And I get two main points out of that. The first being that we should focus on our positive traits instead of on what we can't do or what we are not, but we should focus on what we are, what we do believe, what the good values that are already there in us and we just perhaps haven't looked at them enough yet to know that they're there. You were talking about how perhaps we compare ourselves to other people, but in fact, I think we just need to look inside and recognize that we all do have positive traits and those come from having positive values. So they are in there and our focus should be on the positivity. And the other thing I got out of that was that we could build much stronger communities if we had shared values and shared standards of behavior as a minimum of behavior. Mm. And I really do believe that. I look around at the communities that are near me and the ones that I want to belong to have values and have standards. Mm. Mm -hmm. And there are people in all walks of life. Human beings are such a varied mob of people. Like we are all very different but I think instead of focusing on the differences, we should focus on these shared values. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the way forward. I really do. Mm -hmm. And imagine living in a community where you have these minimum standards that are positive and uplifting. How great would it be to live that way instead of living with people who shoot you down? Mm -hmm. Totally. Now imagine when we go to the smaller system, a family, I mean, I understand there are big families out there as well, but smaller than a community. When a child grows up and nothing it does is good enough, 
and what is expected from the child, the child's not good at. There's this saying, I don't recall who said it, maybe it was Einstein. When you try to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, why don't we allow that fish then in the water and look at its beauty and how amazingly capable it is of swimming and much more skillful than I as a human ever can be. So when we go to a child that is growing up in a way that, okay, what I'm interested in is not valued and what is valued I'm not interested in. That this is a horror, this is a terrible fate because the child grows up never being good enough. Yes, it sounds like a formula for very low self-esteem to me. Yes, and not only low self-esteem, but where's the value? This child will not find value within itself. And then it is so easy to slip into a group where the child will be valued for no matter what it does, maybe something stupid. And then the parents are, oh, what is happening to our child? Look, because we did the best for it. We wanted to do the best for it. Well, you never acknowledged what was in the child. You only acknowledged what was not in the child. Now, when we amongst humans as adults start focusing on what is there within you, instead of focusing on the lack, what's not in you. Look, when I'm very talented in baking cookies, it's nice if you have interest in baking cookies with me. But isn't it also nice, let's say you make a beautiful salad and a main dish, and then we can have the cookies later on? Well, I'm definitely going to value eating the cookies, so. (laughs) Yeah, but only because you may not be so interested and ecstatic about making cookies doesn't make you lower value, doesn't lessen the values within you or around you or about you. Now, that is why I think it is important that we have a look. Okay, what are values at all? Look at that list. You might be surprised. You might be surprised because there are many dozens of words on there. And then what are those that you find interest in? What are those that you cherish, that you appreciate? Now, is not it more likely that once I know the values that I value, that then I will recognize them in people around me? I think so, yes. Although I do think that you can recognize those values in people around you if you haven't done this exercise and then bring that in and go, why is that important to me? And question it. That can be too. And then you can recognize it within yourself or perhaps that within yourself you want to become more that way, whatever it is. But yes, I think it works both ways, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. I think that the act of doing it is the important thing here. Let's do this for ourselves. Yes. And then let's remember, I wonder if it ever happened to any of our listeners or to you that, oh, we're in company of someone and we feel so good and comforted or comfortable or just good around them. And we weren't able to pinpoint it. What was it that made us feel so good around them? So let's have a look. What are the qualities? What are these values in that human that made us feel so good? Because now most likely it is that we resonate, (laughs) not physically. I'm not going there. That's a different episode. But we have something in common. We are either in the need for that or we just resonate with that. We are in alignment with that. And I think it is so good to start seeing how much value there is and 
We recently recorded an episode about the invisible assets that goes just right along with it. Absolutely does. So please do let us know, dear listeners, what you think of this. Please do go and download that free tool and have a look at your values and what's important to you. We'd love your feedback. You can contact us on our website or by emailing ask at baldandblonde.live. Please continue sharing our episodes with your family, friends, colleagues, and acquaintances so that we can spread the word and continue to help and inspire millions of people around the world. 77 countries now. We're super excited. We love hearing from you and we love that you keep sharing for us. And we'd also love it if you would support us. You can do that on our website as well from as little as the cost of a cup of coffee. And we would very much appreciate that help. That's it from us today. We will talk to you soon with another amazing episode. We are Bold and Blonde. Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening in to the Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. Please share our podcast with your family and friends. Together, we make this world a better place. For you, for us, for future generations. Visit us at baldandblonde.live to get freebies, gift feedback, and even support us with as little as $1. Talk to you soon.